Also, Scott, did I tell you about August 7th? No. Uh, it's the first day ceremony for the magic stamp. Oh, yeah, the, you did tell okay. us about that. Yeah, so we're going to uh, have lunch at the Orleans and go to the first day ceremony. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's the day before you go to Columbus. Yeah. Yes. So did you know the first computer dates back to Adam and Eve? Uh-oh. It was an apple <laughs> with limited memory and just one bite. And then everything crashed. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you going to Columbus? Are you doing Southwest? Yeah, I got a flight. Because uh, I'm flying out Wednesday, too. You got a direct flight? Uh, I think it's a direct flight. I do. Let's see. Let me look and see what. We may be on the same plane. Could be. <clears throat> uh. I'm on Southwest Flight 2155, leaving around 945 in the morning. That is what I'm on. 955 is what it says. That's what I'm on. Yeah? Yep. 2155? Wow. Yep. All right. We're on the same plane. When are you coming back? Uh, Sunday night at 6. It's not a direct flight, though. No. I'm coming back Monday morning or Monday afternoon. Oh, yeah? It's, uh, it's a direct flight. Now, I didn't want to do the direct flight on Sunday because it was too early. My direct flight leaves at 5.50 p.m. Yeah. On Monday. But uh, the thing was, it was the cheapest flight. Yeah. It was cheaper than all of the Sunday flights by about 100 bucks. How much did it, does it cost to fly? Uh, it was $150 bucks each way. So 300 bucks yeah. round trip. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but then uh, you had to stay an extra day. Yeah, but I'm flying for two. Oh. So I saved 200 bucks on the flight, mm-hmm. which I'm only paying 109 mm-hmm. for the hotel. Oh, okay. So it's actually cheaper to stay the extra night. Yeah. <laughs> what hotel are you at? Uh, Courtyard by Marriott. Oh, okay. Because I think that's the official one, right? No. Oh, oh okay. No, the official one, I think, is across the street from the convention yeah. center. Mine's like a block and a half away. Oh, uh, okay, because I think I'm at the Red Lion, which is also across the street, but one one street over. I always try Katie. to stay at Marriott when I can. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like you're in a tin can. Okay. Yeah, so do you. Oh, then it must be our connection again. Hey, Cash, I got a, I got a, uh, a pun for Stan, so when you see him on this weekend... I'm going to see him Friday, yeah. When you see him. What do you call a Russian procrastinator? I don't know what. Putin off. (laughs) Putin off. Yeah, Don, we uh, are going to go to dinner with uh, Stan on Friday, just FYI. Oh, did we lose her? Nope. Nope, she's gone. Well, that was a fast podcast. (laughs) That was like the worst connection I've ever heard, too. Next week, we have eBay, literally the company, coming on the podcast with us. Yay. Yes. So, everybody, stay tuned. That's right. Now Now we can find out why they charge so much. I don't think they charge that much compared to everybody else. Well, but you still can't sell. I mean, there's a lot of stamps out there that you can't find. 
that don't catalog anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can't list them on <coughs> eBay because they don't catalog anything. Nobody will pay anything. Yeah. What they don't realize is the catalog value means nothing because if you can't find it, it's got to be worth more than what is listed. And the catalog only reports what they get reported. I see that same thing. And I think a lot, of, a lot of their input comes from dealers, and it's not necessarily a dealer selling something. It's his perception of the value. Oh, it's a modern stamp. It's not worth anything. Oh, I see that all the time where uh, there's a lot of people who... It, it's sort of the... Pers- I don't see people charging over catalog, but I see everybody charging full catalog to one-tenth of catalog, and there's just no rhyme or reason to any of it. Well, you know, sometimes you know stuff that catalogs that actually has something more than a minimum value, say less, more than a dollar. Yeah. Many times, that's okay because those items actually kind of do sell. Yeah, you know, and anything in two to five dollar range, a lot of times you can find it in a, a low end dealer stock. But it's the less than two dollar stuff. Yeah, that you just can't find because it's not worth their time. Well, my average sale on eBay, and I think I've said this before, but it it used to be about eight bucks. It's up to only about eleven. But it's up. That's a significant percentage increase. But my average sale is like eleven dollars. So I do sell the lower end stuff. But it is time consuming. And you know, as people will say, "Oh, you you've listed a two dollar stamp. Can you uh, give me a picture of the back of the stamp?" And I go, "No, it's two dollars." <laughs> yeah. How much time am I going to put into but, listing this? But on the other hand. Okay, you want to pay me more? That's fine. I just yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's got to be worth my time. Yeah, for three bucks you can see the pack. <laughs> yeah, but that's just it. When you buy a collection, okay, you know, guys, this is a bad connection. Yeah, it is. It's very bad. Do we know why that's yeah. going on? What? It's not me. Yeah. I don't know. She sounds okay on mine. Well, she sounds very tinny. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, oh, I, you guys are in and out on my end. You sound like an old-time radio program. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Say, live from the New York Courtyard Hotel on the corner of 32nd and Broadway. 1936. 1936. Oh, that lucky Lindy. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to give it a shot or not? I, I can give it a shot. Bye. Three, two, one. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. It's it's getting worse. Mm. <clears throat> I think uh, we're going to be using Engineer Tom today. Uh, I will talk to you. I'll see you on Friday. Okay. Bye. 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 Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, home. 
you beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Live from the Kansas City, Missouri Stamp Cave This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 183 I'm Cash. Did you know Cleopatra's death is closer to the opening of the first Pizza Hut than it is to the building of the first pyramid? And it isn't even close. Really? How close is it? <laughs> it's like 400 years. <laughs> this is Scott. I love how in horror movies a person will ask, is anybody there? As if the killer would say, oh yeah, I'm in the kitchen. Want a sandwich? <laughs> and this is Mark. Eskimos really do have a hundred words for snow, but they're all curse words. This is Tom, and this is not Dawn. <laughs> Having internet problems, we have no Dawn today. Due to technical difficulties. Please. We have a scoop. There was a big riot. Some people were arguing about there being two types of people in this world. People who love root beer floats and liars. It got so heated that one guy hit another in the head with a can of root beer. Luckily, it was a soft drink. <laughs> oh, boy, that's terrible. <laughs> Later in the hospital, the poor fellow put an entire gallon of Briars... Briars? Isn't that Dryers? Briars? Ice cream into his root beer float. He's got Briars remorse. <laughs> Man, this is terrible. Well, Who wrote that's... this stuff? Cash. So National Root Beer Float Day is coming up on August 6th, so I'm sure you are all going to be, I'm sure you are all going to drinking up this podcast. And if you don't, whatever floats your boat. I read it the way you wrote it. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly. Perfectly horrible. perfect. Don't blame it on me. We are going to talk about the backstory of the 2016 Root Beer Float Stamp. For those unfamiliar with it, it was issued in 2016. It is a yellow forever stamp with a root beer float on it from the Soda Fountain series. So without further ado, I give you the history of the root beer float. No, it doesn't say that. History it says of root, root beer. I give you the history of root beer. No floats. It doesn't float my boat. I want to know where the root beer sink is. I mean, you've got a floating one. Where's the sinking one? <clears throat> hey, look, a picture of a stamp. Originally, Hires, yes, the company that still makes root beer today, and it is darn good. Yes, it is. Invented root tea, which was a solid concentrate of 16 roots and berries. It claimed to, it claimed to purify the blood and make rosy cheeks. I totally believe that. Rosy cheeks. She was uh, one of the co-inventors of the tube sock. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't her name be Rosy Feet then? <laughs> At the 1876 centennial, Hires changed the name. Named for... They called it Beer. At the 1876 centennial, Hires changed the name, named it Beer for advertising reasons, and gave out free glasses of it. Originally, this drink called the Black Cow... K. 
can't imagine how that didn't catch on. Yeah, really, the black cow. At the 1876 centennial, Hires changed the name, named it beer for advertising reasons, and gave out free glasses of it. Originally, this drink was called the Black Cow, and it was invented in August of 1893 by Frank J. Wisner of Cripple Creek, Colorado. Can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want to drink Black Cow. Yeah. Isn't Black Cow chocolate milk anyway? Um, yes. Black, yeah. black Cow is related to the Black Plague, the Black Death. <laughs> yeah. the, I, I mean, it's just got a bad connotation. Whereas beer has a very good connotation. Absolutely. Yeah. And this was the year of the Columbian Exposition, so it was heady days. Ooh. Yeah, actually... The 1876 Centennial has a whole bunch of postage stamps related to it, and the 1883 World's Fair has a bunch. This is like total stamp collecting stuff. Wow. Amazing that it made it into the podcast. Yeah. Cash gets lucky every once in a while. (laughs) Well, Hires commercialized it and named it beer from a sales standpoint. That was all she wrote. From 1880 to 1892 was still an extract, but in 1893 the drink was carbonated and sugar was added. This is the root beer that you would recognize today. Hires root beer is the oldest soda still being sold today, older than Coke. Just for your listening enjoyment, Barks started in 1890 in Louisiana. Why is that for listening enjoyment? Because there's people in Louisiana who enjoy their Barks root beer. Okay. I think there's people everywhere that enjoy Barks. Yep. But I agree that Hires is better. Yeah. Please hold Although A&W cream soda is my favorite. I like A&W. Hires root beer is better, but A&W cream soda is the best. Nah, Stewart's is the best. A&W is passable. (laughs) For all of you on the West Coast and overseas who don't know Stewart's classic fountain drinks, try some. Did you know that uh, Barks is one of the uh, only root beers that's actually caffeinated? No. On purpose? We should, like, uh, find out if uh, Barks is paying advertising money or something. Or hires. Or anybody. Hey, anybody who wants to advertise, just give us a story. We'll talk about you. But, uh, no, that's where they came up with the original tagline, Barks has bite. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Because of the caffeine. Well, they had... uh, They were talking about energy drinks. Because they were talking about sodas on the thing that I was uh, listening to. And uh, they classify energy drinks like Monster and everything as soda because it's carbonated and has sugar uh, sugar added. And uh, it's interesting the story about uh, Monster. Well, uh, Five Hour Energy, not not Five Hour. Uh, what's the one that gives you wings? Uh, Red Bull. Red Bull gives you uh, the person who started Red Bull. They actually made that all through Asia. And he just took it, carbonated it, and made a billion dollars off of it. I'm going to say if I carbonated my pee and added sugar to it, I could call it soda. It would taste about the same as Monster. I don't think you could call it soda. I have actually, I've never had Monster and I've never had uh, Red Bull. Nor should you. Yeah. Especially you. <laughs> you you can be high energy enough sometimes. I don't think I could deal with you flying off the wall with that stuff in you. Well, Hires tried to patent this finger quotes beer 
But the patent office said that the name root beer was too generic. Yeah, you know, a little side note that I found out too was uh, Seven Up. The seven in Seven Up refers to lithium. They added lithium to Seven Up. Well, there's a staple for your diet. I know, <laughs> literally. <laughs> what are you, the Energizer Bunny? Yeah, heavy metals there. Well, I guess he missed the lithium, lithium battery reference. I know, I got it, I got it. Stamp show here today. Stamp show here today. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Let's talk about the Kansas City philatelic sales. Yeah, Mark, Mark, you brought this one up. Right. Uh, well, for, for those of us that subscribe, subscribe to the USA Philatelic Catalog that comes out from the, from the USPS, um, you might notice a change lately. Um, over the last couple of years, they've been kind of gearing more towards design elements on the catalog instead of just raw facts. So there's a lot of pretty pictures and you know not as much text and so forth, um, which I don't understand why you need to woo stamp collectors into buying U.S. stamps. I mean, we're kind of a sure thing. <laughs> but um, Sounds like my kind of reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those of us who are serious into U.S. stamps, we can, we can always count on the fact that if you go into the back of the catalog, um, you'll be able to find uh, find the issues and and uh, and and find um, which ones were printed by, say, uh, uh, Avery or um, uh, Banknote Corporation of America. It gave you the listings of the of the different varieties and the uh, and the order numbers. But lately, starting with the spring 2018 issue, um, when you go to the back of the catalog, you no longer see those. Um, it used to be that you could you could find them to order them, and now you can't. The, um, for example, um, the uh, latest spring issue shows the stamp of uh, the flag stamp of 2018, but it only shows the APU issue, and not the the BCA issue. And when you call up, you know the operator doesn't know what you're talking about. And by the way, for people, the, this is. Uh if you haven't used the U.S. Phil, uh, post Office Philatelic Services, you don't have to go to the post office to buy your stamps. You can buy them. Well, supposedly, everything that's uh, available should be available from the Kansas City Stamp Cave. Mm -hmm. And they call it a cave because it's basically an underground warehouse. And uh, oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Um it's, you know, so it's underground, so it's humidity and temperature controlled and all of that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, when you call, and I haven't called in years, probably, they, uh, the phone operators used to be very knowledgeable. When you asked for something, they'd, they'd kind of help you out. But apparently, they've got some new operators there that just have no clue. Right, and the, they just punch in the numbers you give them, and but it's worse than that go. because it's yeah. not just the operators; it's the book they put out also. Yeah, all the all the previous yes. USA Philatelic catalogs, the number was prominently displayed on every single page, and also on the order blank. Um, their big tagline is "Order in a way that suits you," and it's got the their phone number in bold letters. The new USA Philatelic catalog doesn't have the phone number anywhere. It's not on any of the pages. It's not on the order blank. Is it on the back of the book? It's not in the back of the book. Really? I actually had to go to an old USA Philatelic catalog to find the number. 
I guess what they're trying to do is, is in place of the number, they put in the, the website uh, where you can uh, go to USPS.com. But the problem with the website is they don't have all the products there. They don't have there. the products there either. Oh, not even, even if, close. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you know the item number, like, for example, Linz publishes uh, the different APU and, 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 and Senate and uh, Banco Corporation, and they, they, uh, they publish the order numbers. But if you plug in those order numbers on USPS.com, you still can't get the stamps because they don't, they don't come up. Right. Yeah, and speaking about those, what's the difference between those companies? Well, usually there's, there's uh, tiny printing varieties. You know how, like, on the One Cent Franklin, the, you have, like, the Type 1 and the Type 2, and it, they're all just basically plate varieties. They're anomalies. Well, these are kind of like the modern ver- version of that. Each printer has their own slightly different things. So one might use uh, microprinting in one spot, and another one might have microprinting in another spot, and the third one might have no microprinting. So, uh, or the you know the size of the date might be different, or the color of the date might be different. They're just very very tiny, fly specky type things to differentiate which printer printed these things. So small but noticeable. Small but noticeable. Yeah, like the 2018 flag stamp um, has the USPS microprinting on two different um, two different stripes. One is on the red stripe, one's on the white stripe, and also is there the, one that's on the pole too? Uh, that's on is previous, that a previous issue? flag. Yeah, yeah, this is the 2018 flag. Okay. And uh, and also the sheen is a little bit different. The the sheen on the on the booklet or on the stamp itself um, is is slightly different. Sometimes they have different tagging varieties as well. One printer will use uh, pre pre phosphored paper that's coated, and the other printer might just use regular p- coated paper and add uh, tagging ink. So, so are these listed in the Scott's catalog as different they varieties? Are, they are listed, and the Scott catalog does try to explain the differences, but it still can be confusing. And if you're trying to get them while you're current, they're not going to be listed in the Scott catalog until next year. Yeah. And if it's close to the time when the, the catalog's coming out, like we're in July right now, at the end of July, the next catalog this specialized comes out in october so it's probably on its way to the printer now so anything coming out in the next month or two probably won't make it into the catalog and it'll just have a little bit of it'll have an upcoming stamp note and it, it'll list the stamp issues coming out that are have been announced but it won't have any printer information or anything like that hmm so I haven't ordered anything from uh, the philatelic services. How do you do it? I mean, you used to just call them up and say, hey, I want the, the, well, I guess you wouldn't know, but you'd say what varieties of the flag stamp do you have? And they won't know. Right. Uh, according yeah. to Mark, they, w- they won't, now they won't know. Yeah, I tried to order the BCA version of the 2018 flag stamp, and I got the wrong stamp. Mm. So it wasn't until I went to uh, looked up a back issue of Linz where I actually got the specific order number. Then I was able to call call back, give the operator that number. They found the the stamp, and then I got I got the correct one. But to me, the the new USA Philatelic catalog is completely unusable. Hmm. How much do they charge for uh, buying stamps? Do they charge a premium or a uh, dollar sixty five per order? Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. So if you order a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff and it has to come in uh 
three two uh, you know, <laughs> three pallets, you still only get charged a dollar sixty five. Oh, that's not so bad. Or if you order th- four stamps, they charge you a dollar sixty five. Then you got a problem. <laughs> and the other the other thing is, uh, if you order if you pre order stamps, say you put in an order for every issue coming out from now until the end of the year, they will actually ship them when they come out, and they won't. You still only get charged the dollar sixty-five. You don't get charged a dollar sixty-five for each shipment. Oh, so you can go like on a new order service. Yeah, basically. But as and uh, you can order through the website if it's up there, and typically uh, commemoratives end up on the website. The definitives, it's much more difficult. Like Mark is saying, you have a problem ordering the different printers for the the definitives off of the website. The commemoratives, I seem to have no problem ordering off of the website. It's also kind of irritating on the the new um, fruit issues, the grapes and so forth, um, that you can't order the coils unless you're ordering 10,000. Yeah. The nice thing, though, is if you know that the Postal Service is going to be at a show, a lot of times they will come with strips, and you can buy them at the show in strips you don't have to buy the whole thing the Otherwise, fantastic fruit issue yeah as great as it is the powerhouse of american philately <laughs> didn't you mean as great as it is <laughs> well you know we bought we bought rolls of 10,000 of a bunch of those oh yeah we used the 10 centers we're almost through the 5 centers yeah i still have all most of the 1 centers yeah <laughs> but uh no we haven't uh i think there's one that we didn't get no, the yeah, the um, the apples, Meyer lemon. No, the orange. Was we the didn't orange. get the orange. Yeah, the one cent lemon we have. Yeah, and we got the five cent grape and the ten cent plums. Oh, there's an apple. No, the ten cent was the apple. Ten cent was that? Okay. Was there a two cent? I don't recall. A three cent. Which one had the partridge and the pear tree? Yeah. Exactly. So if you are as irritated as I am. You can contact Marianne Penner, who's in charge of Stamp Fulfillment Services. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's no uh, email address, of course, mm-hmm. but you can write to 8300 Northeast Underground Drive, Pillar 210. Maybe she's tied to that one pillar. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri, 64144-0001. Cash can post that on... I'm not going to post that. Yeah, post that. The post office is going to get all pissed at us for <laughs> giving them a bunch of hate mail. <laughs> well, just, well, do just it right. be civil. I guess according to Mark, then, it would be do it right, and you won't get hate mail. Yeah, it's kind of true. Right. Mark's throwing down the gauntlet today. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, you know, did they do this? Well, obviously, you know, they made a conscious effort to obviously... Obviously, the they phone calls. Obviously, they got somebody new in there that thought they could reinvent the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my guess is nobody in the upper echelon there collects stamps. Uh, that would probably be also true. That's not good. Everybody should collect stamps. Absolutely. I have I have not looked at the catalog for a whole lot of the new issues. Do they actually in the Scott catalog list the different <laughs> printers, or do they just list them as the varieties? Because uh, no, I recall seeing get, like the varieties, but not necessarily who printed it. They ac- they actually get uh, major Scott listings, and and yes, that's included in the listings. Okay. Now I think they ought to list even more information than's listed in there now, but 
Hey. Yeah. I, I think the cat. If it's gonna be then a catalog, gonna, then you're gonna have a four volume specialized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there ought to be some way to get that information. Well, you make were, it available. You were talking about they went more artistic and everything. Did they used to put stories in there at the stamps and describe them or something? Or was it just, we came up with this guy on the stamp, order it? I It, it seems to go more towards uh, design and layout. Like, um, you know, they, they, uh, they attended, you know, marketing 202 class in college and when somebody came to them and said, yeah, I can make this catalog look like this and they said, oh yeah, that's exactly what I learned in college. Let's go for that. <laughs> okay. Here, hand me one. Let me, let me thumb through it real quick. Which is this one? This is the uh, 2000, spring 2018 with a big love stamp on the cover. Yeah, they, uh, they have a plenty of writing in here. Dazzle. Oh, yeah, there you go. The bioluminescent uh, deep-sea life forms have a nice write-up. Actually, this is a nice-looking catalog. They just need more technical information. Well, you know, they could do like we do, where they have the technical side and then they have the uh, fun side. And they also have a mail-in uh, order form. Well, you know, I, I started ordering from them over 20 years ago. Uh, probably in the early 90s and uh, I would get that thing and I, I would just scour it and I would basically order one of everything or in some cases three of everything and uh, every once in a while you get lucky because I got the the uh, Bugs Bunny sheets and mm. I, I noticed there were two numbers there and it's what's the difference and there was no nothing in the catalog indicated the difference so I ordered three of each and I got them, I go, oh, one has an imperf stamp and the other one doesn't. Okay. And I'd thought nothing of it. And then a year and a half later, I found out that nobody bought the second listing, yeah. which was the imperf stamp. And so now it's uh, a uh, sought-after item. Well, I see they have commemorative keepsakes. So they have, like, the, ni two, the 2017 World Series. So even back in the day, they had trouble... Uh, explaining their listings they <laughs> at that time they included the data and didn't explain it now they don't even explain it they don't <laughs> even include the data don't include the data wow these are expensive the uh like national championship envelopes and stuff 10 bucks each i mean they're pretty but i don't think they're worth 10 bucks they, yeah, oh. collecting new issues just kind of got out of hand for me, and I didn't have the cash flow. So, well, I, no, I, these aren't these aren't new issues. These are uh, like a commemorative envelope for, like I said, the World Series or the the uh, those those are Super Bowl. Those the are manufactured Champion. collectibles. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they sell in the secondary market. They retain value because uh, not a lot of people buy them. And you don't see them very often, but every once in a while you'll find them in a dealer's cover box lot. Yeah, and uh, then they have picture framed issues. They they usually run in the five to twelve dollar range. Yeah, uh, in a dealer I'm, cover box. I'm sure that it depends on you know what the team is and stuff like that. Well, it also depends on the dealer too, uh, and, and what he paid for it. There's Dorothy Hyde and her pearls. <laughs> Oh, I see here. Yeah, everything has a listing. Now I'm into the uh, 
collector's zone. And they list the stamp. And well, the whole thing should be a collector's zone, yeah. though. I don't know why they have a collector's zone in a magazine like that. Yeah, you can get a pane of 20. You can get a press sheet. I'm guessing that's a press sheet of nine sheets. First day cover, ceremony program. Oh, we're going to the uh, magic ceremony on August, August 7th. 7th. So anybody who's in Las Vegas on August 7th will see you at the uh, magic first day ceremony. But yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different items here for the bioluminescent life stamp, including uh, three different types of framing. And August, and August 9th, the dragon stamps come out. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I will be there to get some first day. Yep. Don's going to want those. Stuff. Did you hear they're putting a foil component on them? No, but I'm glad they're doing something because those are stupid-looking stamps. I mean, apparently, sorry to apparently say. all four stamps are going to have a foil component, probably, I guess, I don't know, maybe the fire or something in the dragons oh, good. to make them look more, Yeah, give them some sort of a glint. Well, because they're dragons, you know, you expect dragons. Basically, what we got is Pete's dragon. We got, we got dragons for three-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I'm not overly impressed because... I'm definitely not impressed. Well, it would be fine. The problem is with the post office is Britain put out dragon stamps. <laughs> and their dragons are... Well, the, they did the same thing with Star Trek and Star Wars and everything yeah. else. The, these, these hugely popular countries put out the same topics. And the U.S., sucks it when it comes to design <laughs> well the star trek was definitely uh not one of their br uh, finest hours well neither are dragons well yeah and you know that that's whole thing is don is very happy that you know they're coming out with dragon stamps but she is so much more impressed by the game of thrones dragon stamps yeah because those are like dragons with a capital d and these are like I don't know. These are these are comic book dragons. Not who, even comic. Who put out the uh, promotional postcard for UK. the Columbus show? That was the APS. Yeah, because that's a great looking dragon. Oh, on that. Yeah, if they had exactly used that for the stamp, UK dragon, oh. U.S. dragon. Because <laughs> yeah. I think the a postcard big, for the Columbus yeah. show is actually collectible. Oh, if they had that as one of their stamps, that would just be awesome. Oh, absolutely. It's it's just ridiculous that that they cannot yeah i'll put up i2 uh, dragon stamps including the one where the dragon is flying next to the airplane i mean dragons are supposed to be big and tough or or you know you go through the chinese one where they're like spiritual and flying and stuff but this is neither this is none of those these are pete's dragons uh, anything else more like thunder lizards or something No, it's not like you can use a photograph of a dragon. I mean, there's there's none out there really to photograph, so. Spoiler alert, dragons really aren't real. I They're extinct. I should probably edit that out. Going to get a whole bunch of dragon hate mail now. Especially from Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has to deal with that on a personal level. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, Don couldn't make it today. Her internet connection just wasn't up to snuff. Or ours. Somebody's wasn't. Yeah, somebody wasn't.
Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Yeah! <laughs> it's hard to send up. It's hard to send up. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close.